This podcast is presented in partnership with Rewatchable Media, home to several great podcasts and YouTube channels covering TV shows, movies, and culture. Find out more on rewatchable.media. Alrighty. Hi, Michael. Hi, Shane. I mean, we could talk about EPL soccer. We could talk about um, the World Series is apparently happening. Apparently, two teams that I care not a lick about. Yeah. The Atlanta Braves are the team of my youth, Mm. we'll say. Um, So I still sort of care about them. And you know that I can talk about Greg Maddox, apparently, for for hours upon hours. But but that's really not what this podcast is about. It's not. What is this podcast about? That's a good question. So if there are any people out there that are listening to this and they've never listened to this before, this is a, this is an MCU podcast. We talk about uh, MCU stuff. So uh, uh, we are in the midst of our, of our going through deep dives on each uh, MCU movie. We are well into it. We are into our top 10. Uh, this is fun because this was a really good movie that we're going to talk about tonight. Um, but that's not how we're, we're, we're going to start with something else, right? We start with news and notes. News and notes. It's a, it's a, it's a, you know, t- it's only we do news and notes. Yeah, no one. You can't get any news and notes on Marvel anywhere Anything, else, or or any any news and notes of any kind. Yeah, there's no like, other I, news. I don't, I don't even think like like CNN or you know Fox. I don't think they really do news and notes anymore. No, it's just a bunch of white people yelling. Yeah. So hey, and I'm not, and I happen to be a white person, but I am not going to raise my voice. There's no yelling here. We, it's calm, dulcet tones. Yes, we should, we should we should insert some like really cheesy like smooth jazz below us yeah. for the entire episode. Yeah, that's that's work. Yeah. We're not gonna do that. That is work. We're not gonna do that anyway. Um, first item, Bill effing Murray. I did say just now. I said I wasn't gonna raise my voice. I kind of just raised my voice, didn't I? More in excitement than in, in excitement. <laughs> that was my wow. That sounded like a horse. Um, so. We talked about this last week. There was a rumor that Bill Murray, because of a like uh, his stunt, not not even stump double, his photo double, was seen on the set of Ant Man and the Wasp sequel, yes. and it, all of a sudden that was like a reason for thinking that Bill Murray was in Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania. and it turns out Bill Murray is in Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm actually very surprised that that ended up being true because it was the most tenuous of connections. Exactly. And it's Bill Murray. Bill Murray is, is notoriously difficult to sort of to work around his schedule. He does very few projects and the projects that he does do, he kind of just like negotiates by himself. There's apparently like a, a, a 1-800 number that you call and you leave a message for him and he gets back to you if he wants. He doesn't have an agent. He doesn't have a, a cell phone. So he just kind of yeah, it's a, it's a, it's difficult to get a hold of that guy. So it's like, how they got a hold of him? I mean, it's like, I guess they just had somebody just keep calling. I'm gonna guess it was Paul Rudd. You'd hope it was somebody like him, because because Paul Rudd is in the upcoming Ghostbusters movie. Right there we go. And I think that, and I think that Bill Murray is slightly related to that. I don't know if he's. I, th- like, I think he's or... gonna do a cameo. I think we've already okay. confirmed that that all okay. the orig- the remaining surviving Ghostbusters are all gonna so this this rumor was verified by uh bill murray himself yep in an an interview yes he was in marvel he said he's in this movie and that he's probably never gonna do it or do it ever again so that's that that was where he got so yeah there we go yeah 
So Bill Murray. We have no idea what role he's playing. If it's a big one, small one, anything. Yeah, it could be a cameo as far as we know. He'd be playing himself. Sure. Yeah. Uh, in other news, the logo for the movie has come out. Yeah. It looks like, ooh, 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 if I were to read it out. Yeah, and is it supposed to be Quantumania? Just, but it, or is it supposed to be just a bunch of circles? With an uh, there in the middle. I, I was led to believe the title is Quantumania, but mm-hmm. the font really looks like a series of O's, perhaps an M. Right. right. Maybe it's binary. Hmm. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's the solution. I should have read it as ones and zeros. Can you, I mean, do you read binary? Mm, no, <laughs> I don't. Uh, there was another rumor uh, that came out uh, this week about some other uh, possible movies and or Disney Plus shows that were coming out um, uh, that were that are going to be starting production next year. So we'll probably get sort of more firm uh, uh, news about that later. But um, Nova is one that was mm-hmm. kind of that was kind of rumored this week. Um, that would kind of make sense, uh, you know. We, we learned from uh, Infinity War, which we are going to be talking about in a moment, that uh, the, the planet Xandar was decimated by Thanos. Right. So that probably means that half the population survived. And Nova is, of course, one of the members of the Nova Corps. Right. So, yeah, that, that could transition well because we saw the Nova Corps. The Nova Corps was yeah. not like the Nova Corps from the comics. Right. It was a little different. It was a little more um, John C. Riley. But, yeah, John C. Riley in a spaceship versus... Man flying, granted yeah. powers by some being. Some yeah, I don't know. So maybe we'll get that. Um, and then Thunderbolts. So Thunderbolts is like a is like a kind of a darker, slightly more evil version of uh, the Avengers. They're not always bad, but they're kind of. Look, 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 let's face it. It's Marvel's Suicide Squad. Right. That's right. It's exactly that. It's the same thing. Kind of. Yeah, so it's a group of villains, generally. It's led by um, Thunderbolt Ross, who we, we have been introduced. So many of the characters that have been introduced probably will end up in this Thunderbolts. So, like, Abomination. We might be talking about the, the weird, dark uh, Captain America from uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Right. Um, uh, maybe maybe our uh, Taskmaster from Black Widow. Yep. Characters like that. They hinted that Yelena might be a part of it, based on the Black Widow movie. Yeah. Um, so this could be led. I'm not this sure could though. Be, yeah, this could be led by the by the Julia Dreyfus character. They could also be setting that up for the the upcoming Captain America sequel as well. So, however they 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 work that in, you know, whether it's a Thunderbolt standalone, whether it's um, right, they're the bad guys in an upcoming MCU movie whether it's a Disney Plus show. It seems to be they're putting a lot of these uh, Disney Plus shows, um, getting some prominent uh, characters in them. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah. We'll definitely see. I'm going to make a bold prediction based on the Thunderbolts. Julia Louis-Dreyfus will not be a Thanos-level threat. While I really enjoy her work, she Mm -hmm. is not a Thanos-level threat. Fair enough. Fair enough. She, She does appear to be human. Yes. And so it would be very difficult for a human to be a Thanos level threat. Unless Although it's you've Tony s- Stark. Yeah. You've seen <laughs> Elaine dancing, so 
Oh, well, they, maybe that's what she does. Could be. Yeah. I mean, the only uh, human that's got that Thanos-level threat is probably the unintentional damage that Tony Stark causes by just yes. being Tony Stark. Yes. But we don't have to deal with that anymore because R.I.P. Um, uh, the upcoming Eternals. Ugh. Oh, not good. Does not look it's, good. So it's, it's, a, it's sitting at the lowest critic score ever for an MCU film. Yeah, lower than uh, Thor The Dark World. On Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, lower than Thor The Dark World. Because if you've been part of this recap of all the MCU movies with us, we're going in order of where we like the movies. Not mm -hmm. necessarily any critic score or anything like that, but just how we like it. And that was god-awful. Yeah. And, and, and we're huge fans. And we're, we're huge fans of the MCU. Huge, huge I mean, yeah. we are probably two of the eight people nationwide that may actually watch Thor The Dark World again sometime. Mm -hmm. Like, we're oh, yeah. just like, you know what? Eh, let's give it another try. <laughs> yeah, I'll say that. And then when I watch it, we're like, nope, shouldn't have given it another try. Yeah. And it's like, oh, man, why... Why is all the action in the dark? Ugh. Why can't they figure that out? Yeah. Um, I'm a little afraid for uh, Eternals. Now, I'm hoping that the negative reviews are due to the fact that it requires an extensive knowledge of the MCU to appreciate it. And not just the MCU, but comics in general, maybe. Right. Because if that's the case, then I'm going to like it. Yeah. Um, I'm still going to try to see it. I think I'm going to go. Yeah. Um, that would be my goal, but I yeah. mean, Black Widow was really good. Um, Shang-Chi, which you still haven't seen is excellent. Yeah. We're going to do something with that coming up. It, it probably should go in our rankings, but it might not be as high as we're at. So we'll, we're, we're going to sort of interrupt things once, once Shang-Chi is actually on Disney plus, we're going to sort of insert our Shang-Chi episode in there. Yeah. Uh, clearly it's, it might it's the, it's the 11th movie that fits in the top 10. Yeah, exactly. We've got, we had like, we, when we did our, when we did our rankings, we, we argued about some things and we were just like, okay, well, our top 10 is going to have like 12 movies. Mm -hmm. And we originally had some of the D plus shows in here. I think both of us are really high on both Loki and uh, WandaVision and Falcon and the Soldier that probably all belong in the top 12. I'm going to make a bold prediction that uh, Hawkeye will also be in that one. That trailer alone, it's, I'm sold. I'm, I'm in. I'm 100% in. Yeah, that's a really fun um, uh comic book run that they based that on so yep okay without further ado we are talking about uh avengers affinity war yes so i'm going to do my 60 second recap which involves me taking a drink of water yep all right prepare yourself are you mentally ready i am mentally ready though i did get my uh covid booster today so i'm a little out of it so i apologize in advance well hopefully your 5g is even better ready maybe so ready Thanos begins his quest for all infinity, all six infinity stones. He has the power stone. He takes the space stone from Loki, kills him, leaves Thor floating in space. Hulk is sent to Earth. On Earth, Iron Man, Spider-Man, and Doctor Strange fight Thanos' Thanos' dudes over the time stone. Wanda and Vision are attacked over the mind stone. First team is taken in space towards Titan. Wanda and Vision are saved by the secret Avengers. Then they seek refuge in Wakanda. Guardians of the Galaxy rescues Thor and get in, gets into the hero game. They try to beat Thanos in nowhere to keep him from the Reality Stone. They fail. He takes Gamora. They make their way to Titan, where they meet up with the other crew. 
Wakanda prepares for battle, protecting Vision to remove Mindstone, the Mind Stone so Wanda can destroy it. Thor, along with Rocket and Groot, make a new hammer, an axe really, and he is able to teleport to Earth to aid the other Avengers fight Thanos' forces in Wakanda. Big, huge battle. Thanos sacrifices Gamora to get the Soul Stone. He then defeats the heroes on Titan to obtain the Time Stone. Strange gave it up. He then transports to Earth and defeats the Avengers before taking the Mind Stone. He snaps his fingers and half of all life in the universe is wiped out. As Nick Fury snaps out of existence, he pages Captain Marvel. I went over. Yeah, but not by much. We'll go about five seconds over. Whew. All right, so a lot happens in this movie. Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. So, uh, to recap the recap, alive at the end of Infinity War, importantly, Captain America, Iron Man, Black Widow, Rhodey, Hulk, Thor, Nebula, Okoye, and Rocket Raccoon. So on rewatch, this movie is excellent, as we, I knew it would be, but it's yeah. really excellent, where the rewatch is as enjoyable as ever. Yeah, so it doesn't really fail the... So this was, when it came out, the Marvel movie with the most consequential, consequential ending, right? Mm -hmm. It had the ending where a bunch of heroes presumably die or disappear. So it had all the... So many spoiler alerts. That you had oh, yeah. sort of when you were talking about this movie when it first came out right so so my first hot take was mm -hmm. this movie ruined so when when you know who dies because we knew some of those heroes had to come back we knew that black panther obviously would have to come back we knew that dr strange i think we knew that it was already greenlit for a sequel now i did read this ahead of the, at the time that people were like oh you know this is all ruined because mm -hmm. you know that those people are going to come back do you think it was ruined no, it's comics. They bring people back to the dead from the dead all the time. Well, not only that, those fools, those fools who thought that the mm -hmm. that the uh, that what was going to happen in Endgame was ruined. They didn't realize that there were going to be huge consequences. The five year jump. Yeah, the blip. You come back, but there's a huge consequence to your life when you come back. Yeah, it wasn't just undoing everything that happened in Infinity War. It was bringing them back five years later, which is, is a much different, and it creates, I think, and we've seen it already in some of the D plus shows and even, um, some of the MC projects since, but there, there are consequences to it. And, you know, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is dealing with, you know, the displaced people that sort of blip back into existence. Um, you know, we saw, uh, Spider-Man, which we talked about just a few weeks ago, uh, deal with, the issues of you know a post blip world so you know it was it was not just a you know oh you know comics will figure it out we know there's a sequel's coming up it's it's this this movie's going to be ruined this movie holds up it totally does it's a I, I will say in fact it is made even better by knowing what happens later on like it still rewarth to watch it and i will say that the ending as traumatic as it was then it was still traumatic even though I know yeah. that they're going to come back, right? No, it's got it's got feeling. Every, we'll talk about uh, we'll we'll rank some deaths once we get there. Oh yeah. But, um, so one of the movies that comes out right before this. So I think I think the order originally released was uh, Thor Ragnarok came out in the fall, and then February was Black Panther, and then the next the next movie that came out was Infinity War. Mm -hmm. At the end of Thor Ragnarok, Thor realizes. His power is greater than his hammer. His uh -huh. hammer is destroyed. 
But then he realizes, I still have all this power. I'm a badass. I'm going to, you know, just be the power. I'm going to be the god of thunder without Mjolnir, without yeah. my weapon. Right? What are you, the guard of hammers? No. Exactly. Great line. Thor Ragnarok, one of our top, one of our seven top five movies. Right. Um, then in this movie, he gets his butt handed to him by Thanos very early on. Mm-hmm. And then he's he's like, the rest of the movie is like, you know what? I need a new weapon. I need yep. a new hammer. Right away. Uh, yeah. <laughs> From the opening. Yep. <clears throat> um, uh, along the same lines, we also get, uh, you know, his Stormbreaker, the new axe, which is really cool. Um, anybody can pick it up, by the way. It's not special. It's probably mm. heavy, I imagine. Yeah. But, uh, like, I, I probably couldn't pick it, up, pick it up, for example. I'm not strong. I've got dad strength, oh, okay. but that doesn't involve picking up mystical hammers. I don't think it involves like picking up your kid, even when he's 12 mm, and kicking and screaming. Sure. Right. My kid doesn't kick and scream as much anymore. He's 12. Oh, that's good. But yeah, um, he opens the Bifrost cause he's able to use the new hammer to open the Bifrost. That doesn't, ha- he doesn't use that anymore in uh, Endgame. They could have used sure? it. He sure doesn't. That's a good point, huh? Yeah, because they could have used that. Because, like, when they go, when they do their time. Well, first of all, in the very beginning, like one of the opening scenes, they go to you know, uh, to kill Thanos, um, in his little Thanos Eden, wherever that is. Right. Um, and they take a spaceship. Right. Uh. And then later, you know, once they go back in the uh it, through the time heist thing. He just goes to Asgard and, you know, does the whole, gets the one Infinity Stone. Like, if he's got a thing that can open a Bifrost, he should have been the one, they should have been the team that went to Morag and uh, the other place. Because they have to take a spaceship from Morag to Vormir in 2014. Right. That should have been that team. Thor should have been, Thor should have gotten like three Infinity Stones. Right. Yeah, they, hmm. Their project management was not very good, I will say. Didn't really use that Bifrost power. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe it's possible in the past you can't use it because we know that Bifrost requires a lot of dark magic. Hey, dark magic pulls energy from different dimensions. When you're time traveling, maybe it doesn't work so well. I mean, they've never explained that. No, it was totally not explained. Yeah. <laughs> he got from he, he got from Nivedalir to Wakanda yeah. And and right in the middle of the battle, perfectly. And brought um, Rocket. And brought Rocket and Groot. Yep. So he could have they could have taken the entire team of Avengers to go to all the spots with yep. the Bifrost. With the with the yeah, I mean, this is just it's crazy. So I'm gonna quote Bruce Banner, uh, because we didn't think of it. I think that's what mm-hmm. what happened there. <laughs> so the Avengers, what they really need, and you pointed this out, is just a better project manager. Yeah. They need like they need a guy that handles spreadsheets. Mm-hmm. That can uh, that knows how to work the uh, the eye calendar, yep. You know, on everybody's device, and it's like, guys, when we send you a calendar invite, you have to hit accept, yep. or it won't fold into your calendar. You won't start getting reminders. This is what they need. Yeah, in in a uh, mind line of business, we might say that the Avengers have too many ICs. They don't have enough managers. Right. Right. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Anyway. So now. Thor, speaking of Thor Ragnarok, mm-hmm. okay, he just saved the Asgardians, right? Like we've, right. we've gone over this 
Asgard's... in a single ship. There weren't yeah. that many. Apparently not. We can, yeah, it's a. It's got to be a lot of like genetic, sort of, not a lot of genetic diversity in that. Uh, well, it seems race. like Asgardians they live a long time. They live like fifteen. Right. Or Thor looks pretty young. He's fifteen hundred right. years old, right? Right. Maybe they don't. Uh, they have a very low birth rate. I would imagine. Right. So I think that's that's what you get with Asgardians. That's why there aren't that many of them. Yeah. So they're all saved though, mm -hmm. allegedly. They're on the spaceship. And then uh, this movie opens up. And by the way, this movie happens right after Thor Ragnarok. We see it in the end credits of Thor Ragnarok. Mm -hmm. Then they're mostly slaughtered. That's right. Uh, and we've, we just talked about how this movie undoes the idea that, oh, Thor is beyond his tools. Thor needs a tool. Mm -hmm. And also saving all those Asgardians, uh, that kind of, that, that definitely goes away. Yeah. Does this movie undo everything that Thor 3 had set up? The only thing that it doesn't do, what Thor 3 and Thor Ragnarok did, um, and I think the most important effect of Thor Ragnarok, is it made Chris Hemsworth, and, as Thor, a comedic hero. Mm. And that continues through this movie and certainly through Endgame. Yep. Uh, before, he was very, you know, he, he was maybe the butt of a joke, with you know, right. maybe some of his flowering like flower flowerly language, and you know, they call him Point Break. Yeah, some so he was kind of the butt of a joke. Here he could actually be funny on his own, because 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 Thor Ragnarok is is hilarious, um, and he and uh, the Guardians uh, really kind of act as the comic relief in this movie, which is sorely needed because this is the otherwise this would be just thanos going around killing people pretty much right? yeah <laughs> so uh the comic relief is definitely needed so that would be the only the, the main uh thing that was not undone uh, of ragnarok was was this yeah and, and i'll also argue that the character development for thor ragnarok is, is really important going into here mm -hmm. where he and Loki have resolved their differences, right? They're truly brothers. Yeah. That's what makes, uh, as we talk about deaths, uh, mm -hmm. Loki's death more yeah. poignant. Also, the loss that Thor goes through, that's brought up within this movie. That's an important thing. Humor, humorously, yes. Humorously. <laughs> sad, a little, with a touch of sadness. A, t a tinge of sadness, yes. Yeah. Um, so is this uh, Josh, Bro Josh Brolin as... Uh, as Thanos, is this the best CGI acting of all time? I'm gonna say yes. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, I think the only other uh, contender really is uh, Andy Serkis from from the Lord of the Rings trilogy as Gollum. Right. I'm gonna argue that's the only other contender. For a while, the makers of the Planet of the Apes movies were trying to make Andy Serkis in those movies also mm -hmm. a contender. First of all, that's completely dismissing his work in. The Lord of the Rings trilogy, which right. was way better. Yeah, The Lord of the Rings is better, uh, and Gollum's a better character, and, and he was great in that. Yeah. Um, but I just feel like you know we're talking about nearly fifteen years, twenty years later, um, from a technological standpoint. Just the the way that they they can convey that the acting, because you can tell it's Josh Brolin. Yeah. That's the cool yeah. thing. Like, um, and you know, to a lesser extent, in in. Uh, in Endgame, I think um, you can see, you know, the Hulk, for example, 
throughout that film is very much um, Ruffalo. Yes. And in this film, you very, you get very little Hulk. I think there's only one scene of Hulk. Yeah, very intentionally, there's very little Hulk because the Hulk is having uh, transformation issues. Yeah, I think there's a pill for that. Um, yeah, but uh, I, I really enjoyed Joss Brolin. He's, uh, so Thanos is insane. Like, and he's, he's wrong, he's bad, evil. But strangely, you see him feeling things and emotions, and, you, and he, he might be misguided, but you can't deny that there's a, there's a pathos to the character. Right. That is why I'll argue this is a better performance than Gollum in Lord of the Rings, which was also a great performance. Gollum, by the nature of the character, is pretty much over the top the whole time, having yeah. to lust after his precious. Yeah. The great thing about Thanos is you get a wide range of emotion mm -hmm. and really this subtle acting mm -hmm. that he does as Thanos when, he's, when he first meets Gamora in that introduction. That works really well. Yeah. Yeah. This works really well as a yeah. whole. So along the same lines, um, Thanos. Destroying half of all life to deal with a resource limitation, which is basically the, the, the uh, argumentation that he gives. Mm -hmm. uh, when you have near infinite power from all these stones. Yes. It's really just dumb. Mm. Make more resources. Yeah. Right? Make planets a little bit bigger. That, that would help. Make more food. Make more food. Make less famine. That's that's something you could snap your fingers over, right? You, you could you could easily double all the resources. You could make it so that people require less resources for sustenance. Sure. Yeah. Easily. Uh, I didn't see you go to the bathroom the entire movie. No, Not you, Michael, but Thanos. Yes. True. Uh huh. Uh, the, by that same token, uh, I've. Hey, if you've seen Dune, get some still suits for people. They don't need that much water. Just a thimble, Fair a thimble full of water every day. Yeah, yeah. By that Thanos same token, a... you got the stones, right? You could do a lot. You could do anything. Mm -hmm. You could teach people to use birth control with the stones. There you go. Also a, a solution. Young education program. Mm -hmm. You know, basically the end of Black Panther, where you know he's going into the inner cities with the uh, you know Wakandan technology and everything. Thanos could have done that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Totally. Thanos just a little lazy. So it's, I. Yeah, I don't see this. This is uh, really poor thinking by Thanos. Yeah, it's a stopgap solution to a bigger problem. Right. Is what it is. It's like, sure. But, I mean, and, and how many generations before the same problem is going to pop back up? Yeah, not many. Yeah. I mean, when just 20 years ago, the population of the Earth was, what, 5 million billion people? And yeah. now we're at 7? Right. You know, and we're just one planet. Presumably there's, you know, billions of planets in this galaxy or uh, millions. I don't know. Yeah, way to go, Thanos. You bought us another 20 years. That's it. Yeah. And and I don't have my mom anymore. Right. <laughs> you know what Thanos is? Thanos is a Republican. Thanos is getting a Republican solution mm -hmm. to a global problem. If Thanos were a Democrat, he'd understand that you need to, you know, educate people and actually do the work. You actually need to do some work. Yes. This is... This is, I just don't care about these people coming over the border. Right. I'm going to kill them. That is exactly what Thanos is doing. Yep. His short-sightedness would prove to be wrong. Yes. So, start of this movie, right? Mm -hmm. You got Tony walking with Pepper. They're just walking around. At this point, this is post 
Iron Man 3. This is also post-Civil War. Significantly. Yeah, he, he's supposed to be retired. Pepper makes a big deal about this. He's like, hey, why do you still have this glowing thing on your chest? You don't need it anymore. You had surgery. And he's like, oh, you know, just in case. Right. So he's supposed to be out of the business. Right. Uh, so if he's out of the business, Tony really should be making a lot more suits and just giving it to the people still in the business. Right. I mean, so presumably under his employee now, it's Rhodey. Yes. Who, is, who has a suit. He right? has a suit. He does not have a nanotech suit. No, he's just got the same suit that he's had for like a decade. The old janky suit from Iron Man 2. Right. Still it's using still it. Still his suit. Yeah. Still got the hammer tech. All those yeah. guns for hammer tech. He didn't get yeah. Stark tech. Right. Apparently, so he, he did make a suit that he hasn't given to Spider-Man. Right. He's got... He's been making Spider-Man suits, apparently. Right. Makes a Spider-Man suit. Spider-Man suit has no nanotech. I mean, we see... Maybe... Maybe. Maybe. The... maybe. Oh, may, maybe we see some. Fine. Regardless, the Spider-Man suit, clearly not as good as Tony's suit. We yeah. see this in the fight with uh, Thanos. Tony he suit... says, you know, he says Rhodey is his best friend. Right. But if Rhodey were a white guy, I don't know. He might be treating him, treating him very, pretty differently right now. Mm. Hmm. Spider suit's better. Is is Tony Stark a racist? Hmm. <laughs> More sins of Tony Stark. <laughs> all, all I'm saying is Tony uh-huh. almost took on Thanos by himself. Yeah. Had he given a, a suit as powerful as his own to Peter Parker, yeah. the two of them could have taken on Thanos easily. Oh, yeah. Or if he had just had a couple of those extra little things that you just put on somebody's chest. You know, just a couple of them and just, hey, hey, once the Guardian, Doctor Strange, I know you're a magician and a magic guy, sorcerer guy, but here's some protection. So why, when yeah. he shoots you in the face, it's not going to be a thing. Why not be a magician guy who's also wearing a mech suit? Yes. Mm-hmm. Very powerful. And over the course of the last several years, we, we see that, you know, the Secret Avengers with, led by Captain America, they've been on the run for a while and, you know, the Avengers have had, you know, not a lot of uh, uh, members. It's just been basically him, Vision, and 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 Rhodey. Presumably, like he could have recruited a couple just dudes from the military that Rhodey knew, yeah, and gave him suits. Right? Yeah, you don't know anyone. Yeah, just get I mean, more he suits. He was so flippant about creating a robot army that mm-hmm. ended up trying to kill the world. Then all of a sudden, he won't give a couple of suits to a couple of people that he trusts. Yeah, for shame, Happy. Tony Stark. Happy could have been a, a, an Avenger, right? Trust yeah, why Happy. not? You gave a suit to Pepper. Yeah. Happy's at least your bodyguard. Mm-hmm. So this isn't even about like fighting skill. Do you think Pepper knows how to fight? No. No. It's the suit that does the fighting. Yeah. More and more on the sins of Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, is, it, is it weird that, like, that a finger snap is required to, uh, to, to kill everybody? Yeah, not, not the best control scheme. Like, 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 cause it, 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 it becomes such a conceit that like, Dr. Strange sends his cape or his, yeah, his cape to like, don't let him close his hands. Mm-hmm. It's just like don't let him bring his fingers together, like yep. that's yep. the thing that you and the, we see that so much in uh, Endgame too. Like when anybody has the gauntlet, they're just like fighting to make sure that we 
We can't let him snap his fingers. It's like he's wearing all the Infinity Stones. Couldn't he just, like, think something and then it happens? Probably. Yeah. Different control scheme. I will argue that Thanos did it because it looks cool. Probably. So Gamora says once he gets all the stones and with this, the snap of his fingers, he will be able to accomplish mm -hmm. his goal. So I'm pretty sure Thanos believed that when he get the stones, it was actually going to be a really slow affair. He's like, oh, I'm going to walk here for a really long time. Here's one. Mm -hmm. Here's two. He didn't realize that he's going to get in this giant epic fight and then it would actually be a fight. He actually thought, oh, well, I, I need something to trigger this. Why not a snap of the fingers? Exactly. Um, okay, so we're going to get real here for a moment. You and I are both very secure in our masculinity and our sexuality. Sure. But we're, we're all the women and all the men impregnated when uh, Captain America appears, catches the spear in the shadows and comes out of it. 100%. He was bearded and then he was just, it's just glorious. It's what, it's what America needed. Yes. I mean, we, we learn in Endgame that he is America's ass. Um, I would argue that he is America's beard. I mean, his, he's America's, however, that's came out wrong. America's <laughs> beard in all senses of the word. <laughs> um, oh, or, or did that just warm up the audience for when Thor came out of the Bifrost with the, with the, Thing. I mean, I kind of think that Thor, while he's also a, a very good-looking man, um, because of his little comedic turn, I don't know that he's necessarily as steamy in this one as he is. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I, I agree. I don't think that was that wasn't the turn. Not as much as the the Captain America reveal. That that's a reveal of of the ages. That's one of the top ten, maybe yeah. top five of, of Marvel reveals. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, Evans and Hem Hemsworth, they've got a they've got a, a commonality, and not just the f their first name. Um, they're both equally actors that look equally good with and without facial hair. Those are good beards they're wearing. There's good beards they're wearing. Um, they look great without beards. Yeah. Like for example, Chris Pratt, when he takes a beard off, or if he doesn't have that little mustache mutton chop thing, yeah. he kind of looks. He looks like Andy Dwyer. He looks like an eight year old. Yeah, as funny as he looks as Star Lord, and they they really hyped this up during this movie, comparing him to Chris Helmsworth. Yeah, he looks even funnier without the stash. Yeah, he looks he looks just kind of goofy. Um, I think uh, Robert Downey Jr. looks weird without his little goatee. It doesn't work at all. Yeah, he kind of needs that mustache beard combination. Um, Hugh Jackman, Wolverine, mm -hmm. everything looks like a psychopath with a beard on. If you remember from Logan and oh yeah, then uh, he he also had the beard in Les Mis. He just looks crazy. Um, we could argue that uh, Superman himself, Henry Cavill, probably looks pretty good with a beard and without. Yeah, but that was the stash that uh, that ruined a whole movie franchise. If it was the stash that, but that stash is amazing in Mission Impossible Fallout, which is one of the greatest uh, uh, action movies of all time. Right. So maybe he made the right choice. Really, the only, the better choice would have been to just say, hey, Superman has a beard now or a mustache. Yeah. Sure. 
Mustachioed Superman. Just done it. They could have just done it that way. Yeah, um, but anyway, if if someone does want to go back uh, in in our catalog and find our discussion of Mission Impossible Fallout, uh, it's there. Um, it's there for remember, you. I can't remember what which episodes it was, but I think we did it over the course of two episodes and probably ninety minutes apiece. Yes. So longer. Than <laughs> one of our one. one of our shorter discussions. <laughs> so I know you haven't seen it yet, but uh, Oscar Isaac mm -hmm. has one of the greatest beards of all time in the new Dune movie. Okay. Uh, oddly enough, Aquaman in that movie has no oh. beard. And he is famous for his beards in both Game of Thrones as well as Aquaman and some other stuff that he's done. Yeah, he, perhaps, perhaps he, he has done a, uh, a beard donation to Oscar Isaac, knowing how important it was to the movie. Yeah. Um, I can't grow a full beard. I'm 47 years old and I cannot grow a full beard. Nor can I. We are not in this full beard club. We can't, we can't go into this category. We would look stupid with beards. Yeah. Um, uh, related to, to kind of this point, is this the movie to this point with the most beautiful people in it? Now, obviously, Endgame is going to um, trumpet because uh, we're going to have the same, basically the same group with, and we're going to add Brie Larson, Paul Rudd, Michelle Pfeiffer, and Evangeline Lilly. But uh, is this the movie, like, like when you, when you think like Cumberbatch, he's like the, the eighth best looking person in the movie maybe not even that high yeah that's pretty that's a pretty good that's a pretty like there's a lot of there's a lot of hotties and beefcake in this movie something for everyone yeah that's why i did so well maybe maybe so why is this movie not higher on our list did we screw up is a good question perhaps we screwed up maybe we so screwed up on rewatch i was thinking very clearly in my head, we really screwed up. This movie's excellent. Uh-huh. So um, I would argue that if it, it's it's I think it's still properly rated. Okay. I mean, we're talking about coin flips from here on out, and it's sure. been that way for a while. Um, it's 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 really good. And what we have, what we still have to I'm really excited about the movies that we're gonna be talking about later. But um, is there a is there an awesome action scene outside mm -hmm. of maybe the the uh, the finale in Wakanda is really good, and then and then the aforementioned uh, Captain America egg entrance into the that's a really I, I good guess scene. I guess we could prove that there isn't as memorable a scene since no memes have been made of any other battle scenes as they have been made for the portal scene in Endgame. Right, the portal scene in Endgame makes the the Wakanda scene here look small. Yes. Yeah, right um and it's it was huge for the moment oh yeah um but uh the uh the the fight in front of bleaker street uh was pretty decent too okay um yeah. there was just a lot of like cars being thrown it it it, it was nothing that we hadn't seen i feel like yeah, um, yeah. And, and then the fight on uh the wreckage of the planet titan is is a good scene maybe more for the drama were, yes so i i will that don't mis misunderestimate me or uh, misunderstand me. Um, there are great scenes in this movie and beautiful scenes in this movie. Like I, I love the uh, the going to 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 Vormir uh, with Thanos and Gamora and the reveal of uh, 
the red skull and then that it's it's that's such a beautiful setting and sort of everything around that scene was was great um but just not like an action scene it didn't have the you know captain america in an elevator oh right right yeah or that people talk about as that scene right where you could just watch the scene i don't know that there's a lot of just this is a really good movie excellent movie uh classic movie but i don't i just don't know that there's the action scene that you would just like ooh if we were to rank action scenes if we were to like do our off the top of our head and maybe we'll do this for a podcast later but like our top 10 action scenes i don't know that any any of the ones from this movie are coming in there very possible from from the from the MC, just from the mcu right like if we were, i just don't know that that maybe so that's maybe why this is a little bit lower i mean it's still like eight so it's like we're we're, we're talking about just a few that are above it to be completely fair choices from here on out get really difficult yeah so for example when I think about this movie, am I really going to lower Black Panther to to raise this movie up? And I, I can't do that. Right. I think I think so. I think um, you know the one candidate I think that we're talking about in a couple weeks is uh, is Spider Man Homecoming. Mm -hmm. That maybe we could flip flop with this. But then I'm like, so much of uh, why we like the MCU is why because our family now likes it. Yep. My family, my kid has always liked it, and your family has just now gotten into it. And that's yep. like their favorite, right? Right. So I, I, this is a point for me to insert. My family actually didn't really like this movie that much. Okay. Which is Let's very odd. It. And they did like Endgame. I think I have one easy explanation for that. It is Ant-Man. Ant-Man is the highest ranked superhero, mm. maybe slightly below Captain America in my family. There's no mm. Ant-Man in this movie. That, that almost by itself solves it. And Maybe Ant-Man could have stopped everything if he had just shrunk into a small amount and gone right up Thanos. Right up the butt. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The, the other thing is they would never forgive Thor for making such a bad movie. Right. So. Yeah. Thor. Uh, yeah. Thor yeah that, that ruined it. So even Thor 3 could not save Thor because of the how bad okay. Thor 1 was. Right. So... My kid loves this movie. I will say, well, let's. Well, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll leave that till, uh, till later. Um, so let's talk about best scenes, it's just in general. So I, I, I think uh, I do like the 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 WandaVision starting starting that scene, them the two of them together. I think uh, I think the TV show has probably made that scene maybe even better. I think so. Um, yeah, but uh, th their fight with, uh, let's see if I can remember, it's Proxima Midnight and Corpus yes. Glaive. Ooh, yeah. remembering his name is the tricky one because they yeah. do refer to Proxima Midnight, I think. Maybe they Maybe. never do. The subtitles just, do. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going off of my uh, previous knowledge. So it's like, it's like the Blacks Order, I think is what they're called. The, the Black the Order, dark, yeah. Black Order. And so everybody has like a, a kind a, a version of black in their name right so so like the 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 guy that talks a lot and has uh telekinetic powers is ebony maw yes uh so we've got proxima midnight black we've got corvus glaive i guess corvus is a kind of black oh I okay i didn't know that <laughs> and i think glaive is glaive refers to his sword okay his sword is supposed to be magic yeah. um and then the other guy is 
dark giant or something easy boring uh, that that one i never remember and they don't show the name of the subtitle no, he's just a big grumpy guy in this one yeah yeah <clears throat> so that's 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 a really good scene an excellent fight mm -hmm. uh it's a fight at night it and it worked yep. there was enough light that helps. And it helps it helps when wanda's powers are all light driven too yep like every time she does something with her hands it's like there's these sparks that fly out yeah and envisions all powerful shooting laser beam that cuts through kind of anything he didn't use it at all why didn't he do that well, he, he does, he and it, it like it bounces off, right? And it nearly kills a bunch of people. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it, it doesn't do anything that it's supposed to do. Right. That's a... uh, the scene that I really like, uh -huh. Rocket, when he says, all right, time to be a captain. And he goes to talk to Thor. And Thor goes over all of the things that happened to him, which are really sad. Uh -huh. Lost his brother, lost his father. And uh, Rocket goes, your mother? Killed by a dark elf. <laughs> And, uh, you know, Thor says, like, well, Thanos, he's going to have to take on me. He's never beaten me. Rocket goes, he just did. <laughs> never beaten me twice. Never beaten me twice. <laughs> and Thor, in a really comedic yet melancholy statement, says, well, if I'm wrong, then what more could I lose? Mm -hmm. So unlike my family, I, I do like Thor, again, mm -hmm. after the events of Thor Ragnarok. And I think this is a, this is a good scene. Yeah. Um, and then the final fight in Wakanda is really good. It's um, excellent. It takes like, it takes like 40 minutes. It's hard to call it one scene. Yeah. Um, I think my favorite bit is when, um, the aforementioned Proxima Midnight, uh, is about, is about to fight, uh, Wanda and she's, and she's like, you're going to die alone. And then, you know, Black Widow comes up behind her and it's like, she's not alone. Yeah. And then we see a, and then a Koye is on the other side. Yep. And then they fight and they eventually turn her into uh, uh, those big giant lawnmowers kill her. Yeah. yeah. She's, <laughs> she's killed. And Black Widow goes, gross. Yeah, it was, it was pretty gross. It yeah. was totally gross. Mm -hmm. uh, that scene's really good. Uh, I think it's sort of as an aside, there, there was the, the scene in Endgame, that's the, uh, the women power scene, which people... Uh -huh. I'm going to say they rightfully cringe a little. That felt a little forced because we didn't know where the characters were. And all of a sudden, they happened to be together. Sure. This scene, you saw clearly that Okoye and Black Widow, they were fighting together for a long time. Yeah. Wanda enters the field, is in a fight. So then to see Black Widow there, that it makes sense with Okoye. Yeah. They were just there. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that scene in Endgame, I'm sure, when we get there. But um, I probably like it more than a lot of people do. But um, yeah. I, I do get the uh, criticisms. I get the criticism. Um, this scene's better. You know, I'm just going to say it right now that that scene is better because it, it works really well. Well, I also think it's better because the one thing missing from that scene in Endgame is Black Widow. When you think about, and because she is the longest standing uh, hero in, uh, female hero in, in the MCU. So it's like not having her is, is a little, uh, it's bittersweet. Yeah. So dad servations. Mm. Yeah, so... What are the best uh, puns and dad jokes that we 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 observed? Yeah, there's so many. Mm -hmm. We've got uh, Peter Parker going. Hey, remember that old movie, Aliens? <laughs> I mean, it is a 25 year old movie now. He's not wrong. Actually, 35 year old movie. Me sad <laughs> and feel incredibly old. Yeah, it is. Um, 
I do like so most of the the humor, like we said, sort of comes from like Thor slash Guardians, that yes. sort of uh, plot lines. Um, I like the fact that Kevin Bacon may be an inventor. Clearly is because <laughs> like, Thor talks about the Avengers as Earth's mightiest heroes, and Mantis is like like Kevin Bacon because yeah. that's all all she's ever heard from uh, from Star Lord. So it's yeah. uh, it's funny. He's like, oh, he may be part of the team. I haven't been there in a while. Yeah. Um, uh, I love in that in that same scene, uh, Thor says, you know, that he's going to Nivedalir, and Drax is like, that's a made up word. And Thor's like, <laughs> all words are made up. Very true. <laughs> it's, it's such a great, uh, just meta joke about language, yeah. Uh, yeah. that gets me every time. Yeah, Star Lord. When Star Lord is revealed to be from Earth, and mm -hmm. Tony Stark and, and Parker are like, "Oh wait, you're from Earth," and Star Lord yeah. asks, "Wait, is is Footloose still the greatest movie of all time?" <laughs> Parker goes, "It never it was." was. <laughs> uh, right before that, uh, when the because they're contractually. Uh, required to uh fight one another peter quill is like where's gamora and then you know tony stark is like i'll do you one better who is gamora and then drax who's like has a gun to his head right it's like i'll do you even more one better it's like why is gamora it's just, it's just <laughs> like the stupidest thing right it's so great so <laughs> we talked about how guardians of the galaxy 2 had too much Drax. uh-huh this movie also has just the right amount of just the right perfect. amount just yeah. the right amount yeah that's the perfect uh, Drax line. Probably the most, is it maybe the most memed uh, scene from, from this movie is the Drax camouflage thing, where he thinks that he's camouflaged? It's uh, I, we'll get to the memes later. I, I, I think I know which are the most. I've, I've done extensive research on how. Done how, extensive how research. Yeah. So that's, that's a funny bit. Um, I love when uh, 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 Groot introduces himself to, to Steve Rogers and he just says, I am Groot. And then. And then you know you get Captain America going, I am Steve Rogers. Just very, just, just he's so he's so sincere and just makes me want it, to hug him. It's it's perfect because this whole movie is is the ultimate of all ultimate crossovers, uh -huh. and this this is where we've uh, now the thing that you can do with crossovers you can have characters together who've never met each other. Mm -hmm. So I am Steve Rogers is perfect. That's good. Um, and, and then I, I loved when uh, Spider-Man asks Tony Stark, you know, what, what are we doing when they first, when we get, when we get, you know, uh, the first intro of Spider-Man um, talking about the big hulking, whatever his name is, uh, something giant. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Tony Stark tells him, uh, he's from space. He came to steal a necklace from a wizard. <laughs> Very true. That was funny. Okay, let's get dark. Oh yeah, super dark. So, best deaths. Mm. I think we've got we've got four nominees. Yeah, we've got Spider Man, which is probably the most famous from yeah. the movie, where he gets he gets to actually have a line before he turns into dust. Uh, he's like, "I don't feel so good, Mister Stark." It, yeah, it, it, it affected me. I will say, uh, T'Challa. Uh, he he reaches for Okoye, who had fallen down behind a tree or something like that, and and he says, you know, this is no place to die. Right before he dies, uh, yeah. Um, Vision dies twice. Mm. You know, Wanda kills him, and then you know the time stone comes into effect, and Thanos brings him back to life, only to rip the stone out of his forehead. 
Not good. Mm-hmm. Not not a way to go. Yeah. And then you know Loki gets choked to death. Yeah. And turns blue. Back to his frost giant self. Yeah. It, you have to sort of think about it that way, and you're like, oh, okay, he's a frost giant. Not he's turning blue because he's not getting oxygen anymore. That makes it even more brutal if you go that direction. If you go that direction, yeah, because it's like uh, I forgot that he was yeah. frost giant for a minute. <laughs> so yeah. who's the who's the worst one? So uh, I know your pick, and I'm going to pick the same one. Actually, I'm going to say it's Loki uh-huh. because it happens at the beginning of the movie and it sets the whole tone. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. Um, Gamora, Gamora's death, while and and you know it was fine but it's just she just fell and you just see her just on the ground it's not really that brutal not as brutal as these other ones loki was brutal yeah uh you know special shout out to heimdall who just got us you know stabbed referenced by thor best yeah. friend yeah. Stabbed best through friend. the heart. sure yeah um i will say my kid uh totally lost it because the first one to go is bucky mm. And he was such a Captain America, Bucky, you know, romance, romance fan that this just, uh, yeah. Brutal. So uh, best characters in this movie. Hmm. So this movie is largely about um, Thanos, right? Yeah. Thanos is the protagonist. Mm-hmm. Thanos drives the action forward. Thanos achieves what he wants, and Thanos in the end is triumphant. Yeah. Can't argue with that one. What are the well, other nominees? Well, we also have Thor. Mm-hmm. Thor, as I talked about, the this is almost Thor 4 in a way, that we get more character development of Thor. Again, just about right any other video else, yeah. Yeah. Um... I think we can put Banner in this category because he does deal with the sort of the fact that Hulk's not there. We get to see a lot more Mark Ruffalo in this movie than we uh, yeah. have in just about anything else. Um, and then I think Gamora. Yeah. yeah, we finally get the origin of Gamora. We get to see her with her, her father. Mm-hmm. And then ultimately we see her death. Yeah. You know, interestingly enough, you know, Infinity War and then into Endgame, the two daughters of Thanos become such important characters. I think, yeah. you know, Gamora here and then Nebula in Endgame are are vitally important. Which it's kind of weird because they they're basically supporting characters within their own within their own uh, franchise, yeah. and then here they they play much more central roles. Yeah, yeah. I'm personally going to say Thanos is the best character in this movie. I am too. Yeah, I am too. Um, you know, you can't, you can't, he, you're right. He is the, he is the pro, uh, protagonist. Yep. Uh, and he gets the, uh, you know, at the end he gets the Thanos will return. Yeah. There's a reason they did that. Yeah. So, okay. Best memes. Hmm. So many. So the, this, we're, we're getting into high meme territory as we get into these classic movies. Uh, there was a whole bunch of I don't feel so good, and then they'd show mm-hmm. something turning into dust. Mm-hmm. The one that gets me, and this is a very much a boomer meme, is when they show the Windows ninety five logo, and it says Mr. Ba- Mr. Gates, 
yeah. I don't feel so good because as anyone who knows Windows 95 remembers, yeah, it is a logo of a window with dots, dots trailing behind it. Dots trailing behind it. So it's like the dots either, yeah, not catching up to the window. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's 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 probably the one. I love that one. Mm -hmm. Very clever. The one that's used a lot is uh -huh. the Thanos talking to uh, young Gamora. She asked, did you do it? Yes. What did it cost? Everything. Mm -hmm. You use that for so many things. Did you do it? Did you get your PhD? Yes. What did it cost? Everything. Like you, sure. you replace all of those things all the time. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, yeah. Um, Elliot. Elliot's review of this movie. Yes. Um, Captain America catches a spear, then everyone dies. Oh, and Loki dies for the third time. <laughs> That's his review of the movie. Very Normally they're, they're much shorter um, uh, than this. So we got a, like a full sent, like a full two sentences. Very nice. For, from, from Elliot for this one. So I think this is pretty high up on his list. So my family review, as I sort of alluded to, they didn't really, I was shocked and amazed that they didn't really like this movie. I had it all planned out. This is the getting people to watch the MCU who aren't necessarily that into the MCU. I wanted to make sure we would watch this movie and Endgame back to back. We had watched Ant-Man and the Wasp, which again, they absolutely loved. And I made sure to skip the end credit scene. We had already seen Captain Marvel and uh, I also skipped that end credit scene. Mm -hmm. I figured, oh, we'll just watch these on a long weekend. It'll be great. They didn't really like Infinity War. And I think mostly because, number one, uh, wife fell asleep during Guardians of the Galaxy. So that none of that worked at all. <laughs> that, this movie doesn't work if you don't like the Guardians of the Galaxy or know yeah. who they are. At, at least to understand that, that that's where the humor needs to come from. Right, right. So all of a sudden, like a good third of the movie just has no relevance to you whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Thor, as I said, so soured from how poor Thor 1 was that uh, Thor 3 never worked and therefore mm -hmm. none of the Thor stuff worked. So basically they're, they're in until like, oh yeah, that's, that's the end. And I was shocked though, that once we got to Endgame, they actually really liked Endgame. Hmm. Yet again, the power of Paul Rudd. The power of Paul Rudd. I, I will say that uh, back when um, uh, Funny or Die first came out mm -hmm. um, as like a, just a place to post funny uh, videos, uh, one of the things that they did as a promotion was they had Paul Rudd, and this is going to date me, he just did a, a screensaver. It was just him smiling, where you could <laughs> download the screensaver to your PC. And, you know, when your you know PC went to sleep, it was just Paul Rudd smiling at you. you know, so it would be a funny or die. And I had that. That's all you need. Mm -hmm. Just Paul Rudd smiling at you. And we we did, I, I do I do wonder, like, how much better would this movie have been if we had had Ant-Man in it? Oh, yeah. It would obviously be even better than it was. That, that being yes. said, there's too many characters as it is. There are. Uh, we do get all the characters, you know, plus in uh, the next, in the, uh, you know, Endgame, because we do yeah. get all those um, side characters. But but yeah, this movie rocks. If you're it people does. like us and you love the MCU, this movie hits everything. You get to mm -hmm. see everyone together. Remarkably, even though these are different directors, they manage to make those characters act as they should, true to yeah. character. Mm -hmm. 
I think at this point in the MCU where we're going, like everything post uh, uh, Captain America Civil War has such coordination between the directors, you can tell, mm -hmm. that um, they're really seamless in terms of um, any, any sort of cross uh, pollination, if you will, of, of any of the characters. Like, you know, there's the, you don't have an issue with the, with the way the Russo brothers do Star-Lord, for example. No. It's exactly the way James Gunn would treat it. Um, you know, Thor is the same with Taika Waititi versus Russo. It doesn't matter at that point. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this, this rewatch. Um, our next movie is, I believe, the very first movie in the MCU. Ooh. So, it will be Iron Man 1. All right. So, yeah. So, uh, you know, come for, you know, our discussion of, of, of Iron Man 1. Stay for, we'll probably, there's not too many memeable stuff from that movie. Probably won't Remarkably, no. Mm -hmm. Kind of came before, I mean, not, it didn't come before memes, but it became before a lot of sort of meme abilities and things yeah. like that. It's a different world. I think there's a flip phone in uh, Iron Man 1. Sure, there is. Hey, there's one in this movie. Yeah, but it, but it's a uh, because they. How is there a flip phone in this movie? Oh, because it's called because it's Captain Rogers. Yeah. <laughs> it even says a flip phone. <laughs> All right. Well, we're done. All right. Thank you, Shane. Thank you, Michael.